Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to Headliner Radio, where today we are joined by Six Music and BBC Radio Wales presenter Hugh Stevens. Uh, Hugh, thank you so much for coming onto the show today. Uh, Thanks how for are having you? me. And uh, yeah, where are you joining us from? Well, I'm in Cardiff, uh, where I live, and uh, yeah, no, it's um, lovely to be here. Looking forward to Glastonbury. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, you know, at the time recording this, we're just under a couple of weeks away now, aren't we? Um, I mean, what's your um, what's your plan for Glastonbury this year? What are you going to be doing there, both, you know, with your BBC hat on and, you know, what, what are you looking forward to just as a fan as well this year? Well, um, busy with the BBC. We've got um, three shows on BBC Radio 6 Music on the Friday night. Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. So I'm on from 9 p.m. Friday, Saturday. So that means the headliners. So Arctic Monkeys and Guns and Roses. Um, I think Elton John is the Sunday night headliner. Mm. Um, yeah, that's right. So, uh, I'm on Sunday afternoon. So we're going to be having some sessions. We've got some guests coming in. And of course, by Sunday, we'll have recorded loads of live music from across the stages on, on the BBC. So we'll be playing those out then. So yeah, bringing as much of Glastonbury to the six music airwaves as possible. And I'm doing the iPlayer coverage as well in the afternoon. So when I'm not on the radio, I'm on the iPlayer bringing again, crossing over to as many stages as, 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 as we can. Which means it, there's no time then to uh, yeah. <laughs> to go and lose myself in the healing fields, you know. Or to <laughs> uh, although I I did last year, I did any. Obviously, you're at Glastonbury. You're not going to sit there and go, no, I can't be bothered going to see anything. <laughs> you 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 see what's on. You run off and you see as much as you possibly can yeah. when you've got an hour off or two hours off or whatever, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, can you sort of give us a little bit of a behind the scenes description as to what life at glastonbury is like for a bbc uh radio presenter like what what does your what does your glastonbury experience look like can you able to like break down how just how sort of full your days are at worthy farm well not everybody gets to go is the main thing so it's all hands on deck once you're there kind of thing you talk to the producers for weeks beforehand um and you figure out who's on when you're on air who's already been on that you want to play on your show. Um, but as I said, you know, Friday, Saturday, I'm on air late. So that means crossing over to the pyramid for Arctic monkeys, crossing over to the pyramid for guns and roses before and after, um, you kind of pick some highlights from what you've seen. So, um, yeah, I think when you're there, you're thinking with the producers about how much of the festival can you bring to the airwaves, the radio airwaves, um, you know, with what you've given, with the amount of time and, and, cause it takes a long time to get from one side of the festival to the other. So you can't just pick, Oh, I want to go there and get a bit of this. You know, you've got to, you've got to be planning, uh, with, uh, with grades and times and stuff. So, um, there's that. And then obviously the iPlayer, the telly side is different because there's cameras already at a lot of the stages. So it's a huge operation. To be honest, it's a bigger operation for the producers and for the technical people and for the, you know, the editors, because they're the ones who are sat in a, in a van all weekend overlooking the stages and cutting up tracks. Which ones are they allowed to broadcast? You know, the rights issues, 
um, chopping it up, editing it, making sure it goes to the right places, to the iPlayer, to the TV, the BBC. Because it's a huge thing for the BBC, isn't it, Glastonbury? It's like the music event. And not just for the BBC, but I think for the whole of the UK. Yeah, I mean, the 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 way that the BBC covers Glastonbury is quite unlike any other event I can think of, you know, be it music or otherwise. You know, the amount of coverage that there is, it feels like virtually everything that's going on there you know every year it becomes more and more sort of all-encompassing it feels i mean have you i mean first of all how many years have you been kind of working glastonbury now you know going not just as a fan but actually like going there as a as a, as a presenter or a host and how is the way that that has that job evolved much during that time do you feel like every year the demands become bigger there's more to cover there's more to to bring into the fold how has it developed for you over the years well, I first went to Glastonbury in the year 2000. Um, it was David Bowie headlining. It was the year before the fence went up. Back then, I was working on a show called The Session in Wales for Radio 1. And uh, it was, you know, it was mind-blowing. And I've been to every Glastonbury since. Every year it's been on. So what's that? 23 years, not counting the fallow years. So say, like, I don't know, 1920. Um, and I've been presenting from Glastonbury for kind of TV and iPlayer and radio oh, for, for a long time. They kind of blurred because I did Radio 1 from there for a while and we did games like Have You Showered with Ben Howard yeah. and What's That Smell with Tom <laughs> O'Dell um, and then stopped doing Radio 1, did the introducing stage. The first ever introducing stage was at Glastonbury up in the park area with um, the Ting Tings were one of the bands who played, JME, um and then kind of did the started doing the telly about six years ago, I think it was. Um, and you know, that's like for a music presenter, like that's a dream come true getting able, being able to do Glastonbury. Mm. And yeah, it has changed a lot because you know, iPlayer has grown now, it's massive, and BBC Sounds is massive. Um, and so we're at Glastonbury, all our BBC resources are at Glastonbury, so we have to make the most of the festival whilst we're there like you said it's it's there's nothing quite like it it's the biggest festival it's the best festival in the world generally regarded and so you've got to give it the best broadcasting from that festival i think so bbc's in an amazing place to do that so um yeah i think this year it is bigger than ever like there's more on the iplayer we can show sets from years gone by as well um i think when you know during the no glastonbury because of covid year I think that was incredible because we saw full sets from Glastonbury on the iPlayer. I remember watching the REM headlining Glastonbury set and you kind of forgotten how special they were and how big that gig was and so many other experiences and examples of, of incredible sets. I mean, it's Glastonbury. Everybody brings their, their best to the festival, I think. Mm. So it's, um, so we have to bring our best broadcasting from Glastonbury to kind of reflect how special it is. Yeah. I mean, do you think you, it was an interesting point you made about the, the year that it didn't take place um, uh, you know, when we had COVID and I'm, you know, watching some of those headline sets from years gone by, it felt quite emotional, you know, cause there was that at that time, very real sense of like, will we ever get back to this again? You know, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a, it's quite a profound thing watching some of those sets, given the circumstances we were in at the time. And then to come back with, you know, what was the 50th anniversary one did it feel and and i wonder if it continues to feel like there's almost a bit of a 
seems silly to say rejuvenated kind of sense of excitement around it because everyone's always excited about Glastonbury. Like you say, it's you know arguably the best best festival in, in the world. But does it feel like that excitement around it has maybe gone up yet another notch because of the gap that we had away from it? Yes. I think so, definitely. But also Glastonbury, the organisers are fantastic at listening to the next generation and listening to the next group, the next audience that they want. Because if Glastonbury had stayed the same, it would probably be over now. You know, it couldn't be what it was. No festival can stay the same. You have to evolve every year. But Glastonbury does it with such an amazing energy and there's such a lovely and excited team of people who work really really hard but also work with lots of other promoters they're not you know this is our festival stay out we'll do it as we want to do it they're very open and open to ideas and i think because of um you know the evis family's kind of progressive and um interested nature you know they care about the world and because of the charities they support and the and the the issues that they want to reflect and talk about at glastonbury um they do work with a lot of charities and a lot of partners and things and i think that helps give the festival an energy and the same with the lineup as well you know they've um they've always pushed for always pushed forward with pushed forward with the with the lineups um and I know, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, well, you know, the headliners are boring. It's not about the headliners, is it? It's never yeah. about the headliners, especially at Glastonbury. It's about every other band. And when you look at the lineup across the, all the stages, um, and the electronic stages, the dance stages, the dance areas, um, and everything else that they do. In fact, Glastonbury is not even about the music, is it? It is the Glastonbury Festival of Performing Arts. And it's about the kids' field. And it's a, even if you don't go into the kids' field, you still feel the energy. If you don't go to the healing fields or the green fields, you still feel the energy from there. Even if you don't go rave until 4 a.m., you know that other people are doing it for you on your behalf. So, you know, there's, there's, uh, it's a lot of things to a lot of people, Glastonbury. And that's why it's so brilliant and exciting every year. You're right. And I think that that, that criticism that can, you know, some might wish to level, whether it's at the headliners or, or whatever, it's a bit like you, I would assume you've probably not been if that's what you're going to criticize it on. Do you know what I mean? Cause like you said, you go there and it is something you can't really describe. It's, it, it's about everything that's taking place there, whether you're present for, for all of it. Well, it's impossible to be present there for all of it, but you know what I mean? It's yeah, you know, it's, it's an attack on the senses. And I think that's what, you know, when we're broadcasting from Glastonbury, it's, um, it's never going to be as good or as an experience as being there, but it's a completely different and equally excellent experience watching it being broadcast, I think, because you probably see, well, you definitely see more mm. by watching it on telly and listening to it on radio than actually being there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is crazy, isn't it? But of course yeah. you do, because we're switching from stage to stage, you know, you can't do that if you're at the festival. Um, now, listen, I'm not saying don't go to Glastonbury, <laughs> but what I'm saying is if you can't go to Glastonbury, this is, uh, 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 we do the very best that we can to bring Glastonbury to you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I always find, you know, as a fan myself, when I'm not there, it is quite a, an exciting thing getting to that weekend and being able to just go and dip into whatever set you want to take a look at. It's quite, um, as you said, it's quite yeah. an unusual thing. It's not really something that we see content wise with any other event. 
Um, no, because because it's unique, right? Because Glastonbury is special, and because it's yeah. on the BBC, and because it's it's not like another event. It's not a showcase festival. It's not a promotion festival. There's bands every year playing the festival, and artists every year who probably haven't released music for a couple of years. They probably shouldn't be playing the festival, really. Yeah. But because it's Glastonbury, they do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you said uh, that your first time at Glastonbury was uh, 2020, did you say, when David... No, sorry, 2000, 23 years ago, yeah. Sorry, I I meant 2000, I didn't mean 2020, I don't know why I said that. Um, Sorry, 2000. Um, Yeah, I mean, what are your recollections of your first Glastonbury? You know, can you remember some of the sort of like best bits, some of your highlights from that year? And then, you know, in turn, what have been some of your other real, you know, memorable moments from down the years, things that really stand out, you know, 23 years later? Well, there's so many. Um, I mean, that first year, I remember sitting on a car bonnet looking at David Bowie on the pyramid stage. Hmm. And the scale of Glastonbury when you first go, it's, you know, there's no other festival like it. You know, it's like comparing London to another city in the UK. There's no point because... You know, it's London and this is Glastonbury and it's massive and it's, it's lovely and it's really exciting. Um, and if you're up for a spirit of adventure, then, you know, it's the place to go if, if, if you're up for an adventure. Um, so yeah, Bowie was the one I remember there probably the most that year. Um, I think Super Furry Animals played. I think that was the year. To be honest, they've all blurred into one. Yeah. Um, because I've been so lucky to have gone to so many. Mo- working at most of them, sometimes not working. Um, it's, uh, I mean, s- s- set wise, I suppose you do remember the big gigs. Like I remember Stevie Wonder on the pyramid stage and he brought out Michael Evis and we all sang happy birthday to him. That was incredible. Um, I remember seeing Christine and the Queens. I think. They were first on uh, on the other stage and it was raining heavily and it was like 11am on a Sunday and Christine and the Queens was on first and I was already a fan. Tilted had just come out or something and that was really special. PJ Harvey um, played the weekend because the Brexit vote came in or the, the, the Brexit uh, results came in on the Friday of Glastonbury one year. Mm, I remember um, yeah, and I remember PJ Harvey played an extraordinary set on the other stage that year. I mean, Chemical Brothers, I always think about seeing over the years as well at Glastonbury. I remember the excitement of Jay-Z on the pyramid stage and standing kind of in the pit bit right at the front, just in awe because it was so exciting and he sounded so fantastic. Um yeah, there's a lot of lovely highlights, you know, a lot of lovely memories, like Dolly Parton in that legend slot. Mm. It was incredible. Um, and then Diana Ross last year on the pyramid stage in the headline slot. I was doing a link for cam for TV in kind of the back of the festival overlooking the, the pyramid. And it just seemed like the biggest crowd I had ever seen, you know, of all the yeah. festivals I've been to. That seemed like the biggest gathering of people in one place. It was breathtaking. Mm. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, I remember I was watching that one on the on the iPlayer at that point, and it it did just it looked like an ocean of, of people it turned out for that yeah. one. Yeah, and you know, amazing. And I know, uh, yeah, how they kind of calculate count the crowd, but they do it, don't they? They kind of mm. they have people there who go, oh, there's so many people there. But yeah, it seemed huge. Yeah, no, it really did. And who are you sort of excited about seeing this year? Who are the people that are kind of 
top of your list to, to try and, uh, oh, try and so many there's so many i mean i'm a massive fan of phoenix and they're headlining the woodsy stage on the sunday mm. so i'm very excited to see them i think elton john is going to be spectacular on the sunday night as well it's going to be his last is it his last public performance i think uh, i i thought it certainly was for the uk if it is his last full stop then even more so that's yeah. festival appearance in the uk yeah. yeah yeah um i think that's going to be special and i know queens of the stone age are on those actually those three bands are all on us on the same yeah. time on sunday <laughs> probably why i'm going oh am i gonna go and see um so there's that i think arctic monkeys will be great lizzo is going to be spectacular on the pyramid stage as well but to be honest i mean because I'm working there, I've kind of been following the lineup, of course, and saying, oh my God, the Manics are on and, you know, Lana Del Rey's doing this and so on. Um, and I'm in a lucky position in that I'll be seeing a lot of the festival on screens and on, on, in a radio desk, you know, so I'm not, I'm only going to figure out who I'm actually going to see in the flesh once I'm there, once I've got an yeah. hour off to go and run and see things. Because otherwise I'll get excited about stuff that I won't see yeah. face to face, if you know what I mean. Of course. I'm there to work is what I'm trying to say. What a hero. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, well, Hugh, thank you so much for uh, for taking some time to have a chat with us. I really do appreciate it. And um, I hope you have an amazing time at Glastonbury. I'm, I'm sure you will. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.